And good evening, everybody. It is another edition of Jamal About Sports on a Monday night, November 14th, I believe. Yes, indeed. That, of course, was uh, Paul Weller, late of the uh, the Jam, and that was from his uh, second band, The Style Council. The song is Walls Come Tumbling Down. If you hear the lyrics, I think very apropos as to what is going on in our world today. And that song, I believe, was recorded in about 1985. So it's good to see that lots has changed in 30-plus years. And not recorded by John Cooper Mellencamp. Uh, yes, it certainly was not by uh, the Cougs. Nobody out Cougs or Cougs. And then, as you know, you love them, you know them. My main man, A.G., what is up? To the listener out there... It's good to be back. Yes, it is. We've been is. for a while. We like to keep our viewers in suspense, you know. Yes, we are. Uh, we're sort of like Curb Your Enthusiasm. We're very much like Larry, Do- uh, Larry we're David. We're on our own schedule. That's right. That's right. We kind of do our own thing. You know, it takes us uh, a long time to craft the kind of quality <laughs> That's exactly that, right. that our audience has come to expect from us. And deserves. That's right. Well, of and course. And so richly deserves. That's true. It's all about the audience. Got a big show to get to tonight. We've got... Uh, Lots going on in the NFL, uh, and an excellent slate of games yesterday. I, of course, was on the bye week, and by when I mean I, I mean the Lions, but it's also essentially a bye week for me, uh, so I can actually just Correct. I can actually sit back and relax on a Sunday and uh, do something else. No, no, no. Of course, I still watch football all day. What else would you? Do? <laughs> but 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 the Lions didn't play. But what yes. else would you do on a beautiful sixty degree Sunday? Well, I did go for a run, so I felt like you know I, I went for a nice forty so, minute so run. Nine o'clock. Uh, that's it. I mean, <laughs> now, now you can now you can hold yourself up inside. Yeah, I went I went right at about noon. I went like twelve o'clock, and you know I was home by about twelve forty twelve forty five. Shower, you know, boom, there you go. Red zone one o'clock. Good to go. Uh, but yeah, big show, a lot of NFL. And if you don't have the red zone, you live in New York, you got to watch Jet Football. Yeah, exactly. That dude, was dude, brutal. Dude, okay, much like you implored me to, to, to give Game of Thrones a chance, I'm telling you, dude, spend the extra $4.99 or whatever it is you, a month. You're not the first one. <laughs> and, just to get yourself, and just get yourself. Commercial free. Yeah, I mean, dude, I'm telling you. I, I know. Dude, that, the commercial the free thing. Down, I'm paying. It's, it's hard it to justify when you're paying uh, Time Warner with your pain. But who are you? Who, who? What? Who are you proving this point to? How? How are you? Oh, I'm proving. I mean, this is what I'm saying. All you're doing is depriving yourself of something that you would love. There's no reason for you to not have the Red Zone Channel. None. I mean, dude, commercial free. They should have had you at that right then and there. Commercial free. So when you're watching your Cowboys, who by the way are on, of course, every week anyway, you might as well live in Dallas. So when you are watching hey, them, on last week against Cleveland, I got, <laughs> I got a real problem with that. I mean, you seriously, you get at least 10 games a year. Just by living in New York, you get to see Dallas, and you don't have to go to a sports bar and put up a dopey uh, Dallas Cowboys Yeah, that, that, yeah that, that doesn't happen anymore. I so know. That's off the docket. But I'm telling you, dude, just get the red zone. Anyway, just, just uh, no, no more need for discussion. Just get the red zone. I listened to you about Game of Thrones. You were right. I was wrong. Do this. Do, you know, it's not my opinion. Do yourself the favor and get the red zone. Okay. So a lot of NFL games to talk about. Uh, some college football. We had three. Uh, I wouldn't say major upsets, but three significant upsets over the weekend. I don't know if that's ever happened before. Two, three, and four losing in the same week. That's insane. Um, they actually, that actually did happen in 1985. So they kept talking about it, but I, it was to me, or no, maybe it wasn't two, three, and four. It was something along those lines, but but it was to me at the time it, to to. To compare something that happened in 1985 to now is completely insignificant because the systems are completely different, so it's not even really the same right. thing. It's not apples to apples at all. Yes. Uh, but we start with uh, – we'll, we'll, we'll veer away from the world of sports, and uh, and, and I'm just, I will just issue a, a brief statement on uh, last week's uh, election results and uh, sort of echo the sentiments of Greg Popovich, Steve Kerr, and Stan Van Gundy, all coaches in the NBA – um, all obviously a lead predominantly black uh, as far as players are concerned. Um, and, you know, race obviously played a major role in this election. Um, but my, I, I will issue a very brief statement, and that is uh, I'm 100% not okay with this at all. I don't want to get into, you know, it's not a, pol- not, it's not a show about politics. I don't want to get into reasons why, um, what, you know, Hillary's side may or may not have done wrong, um, you know, this, that, and the other thing. I just 
can't be okay with it. Just can't. And and, and by the way, and as we see now, uh, the fallout as far as uh, cabinet appointments and the like, uh, and this Steve Bannon person uh, who's going to apparently play a major role, uh, it's just going to get worse and worse. Yeah, so. well, you breathe a, a, a quick sigh of relief when uh, when you know it's bad when you're breathing a sigh of relief. Oh, okay, he gave that that appointment to Rance Priebus, who who who. Yeah, Bannon makes him look makes makes Priebus look like uh, look like Gandhi. Correct. Well, first of all, what is that? What is a Rince Priebus? Can someone explain <laughs> that to me? Reance, Reance. What 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 kind of a name is that to begin with? First of all, uh, second of all, yes, uh, from a policy perspective. Uh, but you know, listen, Eric. He's going to rid the swamp. He's going to drain the swamp of all the insiders and lobbyists. Oh, except for Giuliani and Gingrich and. You know, listen, again, we could go, we could do a whole show, we could do four hours of a show about this. So, uh, just, listen, it's obviously a huge event. Uh, just want to say, 100% not okay with this whatsoever. That's it. That's all. Moving on. Um, SNL? Uh, fantastic. Fantastic. SNL. Fantastic. They handled the election so well. I mean, just from the, so, you know, the Michigan game yeah. ended just at 11.30, uh-huh. so flipped right over, and there was Kate McKinnon at the piano doing right. her uh, little tribute to, Mark to Leonard Cohen. Cohen. Yes, Leonard Cohen, sorry, Leonard Cohen. Um, Fighting back, I mean, she, she was it's amazing she got through it. Yeah. She was she was struggling. Like, she was, uh, you know, she, I was <clears throat> I want to go back and... I'm a big fan of hers, by the way. Yeah, oh, she's tremendous. I mean, her, her Ruth Gader Ginsburg sketch, fantastic. Just likening, uh, likening Pence to the Chris Cooper character in, uh, in American Beauty. Yeah, pretty, pretty spot right. on. Yeah. Um, I want to go back though to two weeks ago on SNL. You and I had talked about this, and as you know, us being the the, the uh, acute observers of society that we are, after we made these these comments to each other, uh, the next day there were articles all over the place, Washington Post, a couple of other places about the Black Jeopardy sketch where Tom Hanks was the host and he played a Trump supporter with the America Great hat on again. And a very well-written sketch. Extremely well-written. Point. You know, and, yeah. uh, and, and really made... So, well, the premise... Made, is, made, a, made, a very, made a very true statement about, right. about where we are. So the premise of the sketch is it's, it's, it's Kenan Thompson is, is, is the host and um, it's typically two black people, in this case Shamita Zamir and Leslie Jones, who... This is how good that sketch was. Leslie Jones was even bearable in that sketch. Um, and, and then, and then, uh, and then, usually a white person who's kind of hapless and overmatched and whatever. And it's kind of, it's kind of obvious, but it's kind of funny because some of the jokes are funny. Like I remember there was one last year, um, and you know, I think the category was what. What the hell was he thinking, or what? Why he do that, or something? It was Jason Pierre Paul was the answer, uh-huh. and then of course, Kate, you damn right, you damn right. That voice, you know, and, and, and I just, I just thought it was really funny. But in this instance, you know, some of the categories. Uh, one, one of the categories was uh, a skinny, a skinny woman does what for me, and then Tom Hanks's character was not a damn thing. Who right? had to make America great? Right, that. right. He was clearly a Trump supporter. Right, He's clearly a Trump supporter. And the category was uh, a skinny woman does blank for me, and <laughs> that was the question. And then absolutely nothing, and not a damn thing, I believe, right, is, is, is yeah. what he said. And then Keenan Tom, Keenan Thompson's face lights up with a big smile. I was like, "You damn right!" You you damn damn right. And, then, and then Leslie Jones turns to him and says, "My man, right?" And so, and there were a couple other categories with answers like that, where basically what they're saying is that. In, 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 in a weird way, or not even necessarily a weird way, but there are actually maybe some common ground between... There's a lot more common ground. Right. Between the disenfranchised... Look, I think that the, the bottom line is anyone who feels disenfranchised, regardless of your skin color, still, feel, still, still feels disenfranchised. But it's a very poignant, very subtle... Not necessarily subtle, but extremely witty and uh, clever... I think sketch one of the best sketches they've done yeah. in a long time. You know, yeah, it really was. And also, you know, it, but it also kind of reminded me of I don't know if you remember this. Uh, it was an old Cosby show, you know, from early, from like probably probably the first season. Yeah. When um, we're going with the Cos, huh? Well, no, we're not. Going, we're not, we're not going with the Cos. We're going with the wife. We're going with Felicia Ayers. Or oh, she, by the way, she didn't look so great in this whole latest thing either. When she's talking about, yeah, well, sticking up. So for him. she was talking about uh, in the episode about the about the depression, mm-hmm. 
I remember there were a line about that. What, what we learned from, from the Depression, mm-hmm. misery does not necessarily want company. Right. I always remember that line. That, you know, it, it, again, as much as, much, as much you have in common, right. it's, uh, you still don't. Yeah. You still don't. So we've got a long way to go. Absolutely. But that, that sketch was very, was very well written. Yeah. But I thought last night's show, or not last night, Saturday night's show was excellent with Dave Chappelle making his, much like us, making his long-awaited uh, return. Yeah. yeah. Um, he I was thought, excellent. But he his was excellent. monologue was great. Tremendous. Tremendous monologue. Um, I thought the best – I don't know. Actually, I don't want to you know, do too much on SNL. I thought the best – to me, the best sketch uh, was the election night In party, the, the yes, Washington exactly. party. With, it was, with the um, smug liberals. Beck, just, Beck Bennett was, was the guy. It was um, – what's her face? Cecily Strong. Cecily Strong, Vanessa Bayer. Right. And, and then, you know they have a little election party, right? So they they celebrating the the impending victory, right? Hill. Exactly. They're all they're drinking their Chardonnay or whatever, and they're all going to be super happy. So eight o'clock, eh, nothing to worry about. Right. So they start at seven thirty. Okay. Well, you know it's it's early. It's it's too early. Yeah, you know, the, uh, of course the Republicans going to be. You know, they they go to bed early, right? Of course. And then eight thirty. <laughs> oh, you know. Well, that's okay. We we will win these other states at nine o'clock, and then they they just keep getting progressively more and more depressed. Much like those of us who wanted Hillary Clinton to win, who were experiencing. But Dave Chappelle is also part of this party. With Chris Rock. Well, Chris Rock walks on later. He does a cameo walk on a few minutes into the sketch. And they are just uh, they're so amused at the fact that these white people can't even understand that Americans could still be racist. Like, they, 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 they're shocked and outraged. So and I thought the best line exactly. of the sketch was when Beck Bennett goes, This is the worst thing. America's ever done. <laughs> yeah, and they just look like right. uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, well, maybe not so much. <laughs> and, you know, again, well-intentioned, right, to say something like that. But, yeah, I mean, as horrible as it is, probably not the worst thing yeah. America's ever done. Uh, but I thought it was uh, I thought it was a good it was, sketch. It was also a good news segment. Uh, it was a good news segment. Um, I thought, I, you know, I'm a big Tribe Called Quest fan, so it was good to see yeah, those guys. Yeah, they're the way to return. Yeah, obviously, unfortunately, Sans uh, Fife Dog. Since right, he, uh, yeah, a little tribute to one, one of, one of uh, several artists who uh, left us way too soon this past year. Um, and as John Oliver points out in his show, FU 2016. 2016 really has been a sucky year, it's man. It's been pretty awful. It has, I mean, I have to say, to be fair, personally, for me, it's been pretty good. But in the world at large, in general, yeah, pretty horrendous year. No Hasn't doubt. Been great. Has not been great. No. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I thought that SNL sketch was really good. Would you, did, you, did you like that sketch as well? The apartment yeah, sketch? Yeah, the apartment sketch. Right. I mean, I thought it was the best one of the excellent. show. I mean, yeah. There was a lot of good sketches, but, yeah, that there was. was excellent. Well, and, I mean, and, and again, particularly as it, as, it, as it relates to, you know, current events and the election and what just happened, I loved – his well, and I don't want you know I don't watch The Walking Dead. That was dead but, on too. But just because he got to do, they just got to, it was all obviously it's obviously you know pre-recorded, but he got to do all his characters. So if you don't, if you didn't watch Chappelle and you and you don't watch The Walking Dead, that you lost. Guess probably would not. <laughs> That's a good point. Much to you. Now I'm I am vaguely aware of this new mean bad man with his bat with the chains on it. I'm like yes, vaguely played, played by ably played by Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Okay, who whomever that might be. Yeah you've seen him, you know. Okay, all right. Uh I probably don't, but you do. uh, <laughs> and you do. do. Alright. What would I have seen him in? No, the, the very famous show Magic City. <laughs> the stars show. It Magic was a, City. It was, it was a show with John. Was uh, Danny Houston in yes, that show? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Never he, saw. He was the main character. <laughs> okay. Uh, not a good show. Okay. Great to look at. Great to look at. Yeah. Um, a lot of eye candy. Yeah. Not a good show. Not a good show. Good show. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Not a good show. Uh, speaking of which, well, we'll do a little TV while while we're on the topic. Uh, People of Earth. Have you given it a shot? Do you have any interest? I'm not uh, oh, aware of the show. It's a Teebs. I'm surprised. The Teebs show. TBS. Uh, Wyatt Senak, whoever he might be. Yeah, he used to be on The Daily Show. Okay, there you go. Okay, so he's one of these Daily Show correspondents. So he's the, the star. Um, it's about aliens. Anna Gosteyer, late of SNL, is right. on it. And then that guy that is the reporter on Veep with the beard... And the glasses is always sticking it to Mike and always making sure that Mike screws oh, something the, up. The wall, dude? Yeah. Oh, that guy's He's great. on it. He's I mean, on he's it. He's 
Much like the entire cast of Vivi is so constant. Yeah, I mean, I, I shouldn't say why Senek is a star. I mean, he's kind of the star. It's more, you know, it's an ensemble cast, but... Um, it's a team show. Teams can get in a, in yeah. building up their, their, their line. They have. So it's a team show, and it's about people who um, are alien abductees. Although, as as Anna Gosteyer points out, uh, we like to refer to... And so they, they, they're in a support group. Mm-hmm. They mean in a support group. And, and, and as, as Anna Gosteyer points out, we like to uh, refer to ourselves as experiencers because we feel it gives us more agency. <laughs> more agency? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So there's some good little nuggets like that. I, I'm not, like, super into it yet, but there's a, a couple of good little nuggets on, on um, uh, in the show here and there. And like I said, a couple of, a couple of good people on the show. Um, better things. I know you turned me on to that with Pamela Adlon. Pamela Adlon, who was on uh, with Louis C.K. Yeah, so I mean, obviously, I remember her from Louis C.K.'s first, which was awful. Try on that HBO say it was awful. show. It was not very good. It was pretty bad. It was pretty. It was like a modern day honeymooners. It, everything was grimy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it was a mix between like modern day honeymooners and. Uh, all in the family. As it far was another as, like, life is miserable kind of yeah. kind of a show. But but it just wasn't particularly funny. It wasn't. No. Um, it was just sort of. It was just kind of foul. So that really. was like a, probably about fifteen years ago. Something like that, and close then, you know, to it. And then she would she regularly, she regularly on, appears on on Louis C.K.'s show. Right, and then she was also. I don't think you ever watched, but she was a, a big character on uh, Californication. I, I, yeah, I heard. I didn't okay. Watch yeah, she had, she had a big role on that as well. She's she's very good. Uh, big fan of hers. Um, and that's, I think that's an excellent show. Um, I know you said you're a little bit behind, so I won't... Yeah, uh, a few episodes. Yeah, but what, um, what I like about that show is that it, um, it kind of cap... It, it, it has a very real feel to it, is the best way I can put it. It's, right. not, it's, it's not broad comedy by any stretch of the imagination. It's very Louis C.K. It's not sitcom-y at all. Yeah, it's Louis C.K. with a single mother, but it's not like, you know, it's, right. it's not it's not only catering to, to that demographic. It's, it's a, everybody can relate to it. Yeah, it's good. She's got three daughters. Each one is, is very different, you know, very different in age groups, uh, very different personalities. Her mother is like, you know, this weird British lady who like lives in the guest house. Yeah. Sort of outside her house. And but Pamela Adlin's character was like a child star of some repute. Who's sort of hung around on the fringes of, of of show business and makes you know enough money to be able to support three children, basically, yeah, right? Still gets recognized by right, people. exactly. So I, I, I found it to be a pretty interesting show. Not too bad. Yeah, it's very good. Where I didn't catch last night's episode of Westworld, but uh, okay, know, I'm enjoying it. But okay, but. <laughs> but, as we know, it's produced by J.J. Abrams, well, which means yeah. we've got J.J. Abrams writers. Well, also, also that's the no, that's that's Chris Nolan's brother who is uh, did Memento. I'm not and, a fan of any of no, Well, no, it's it's it's. Um, I did like Memento. Though. Well, it's Memento is great, but but he also did um, what's the one that well, just came did out? Batman. Well, that's Chris Nolan. This is his brother Jonathan Nolan, or something like that. But uh, what's the um, Starts with an N. Oh, man, just came out recently. It's, what, it's movie? Yeah, kind of like the Memento. It's sort of like a world within a world, or bring it in, in uh, Inception. Yes. Yeah, from a few years ago. I think that he was did Christopher that. Nolan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but his brother wrote it. I think. Mm-hmm. And that guy's the guy's yeah, the guy who writes yeah, Westworld. That, that, I, I, that whole. Do, you know, is it reality or right. is it? Right. I, I have no interest. Well, interest so I guess that's now a new subgenre because I, re- I read an article about it in the Times actually today, um, and they, the, the guy makes an interesting point. The show is kind; of, it's pretty like visually appealing, right? But when you know, pretty much all the most interesting characters are not humans; they're robots. It, are you really invested? Like, what is the you know, like who are you really caring about? Kind of thing. Um, well, again, I mean, I, I, and, and I, course, I think it's probably, it, it, and it's all a puzzle, right? It's all a big puzzle, a big ex- existential question. You know, what what is you know, what is what is what is what is intelligence? What is life? I mean, right. It's not, hardly, hardly, um, hardly uh, new new, new ground. They're not exactly breaking new. Well, Christ, Westworld was a movie with Yul Brenner that based right. on a Jonathan, uh, I mean, uh, uh, Michael Crichton. Michael Crichton book from the seventies. So yeah, certainly not new ground. But my, my major concern is that it's going to go down the lost rabbit hole, right. and that is, as you know, no, they're going to. I know you're not a fan. As soon as that happens, I will bail on you so fast. Yeah, well, they're going to like they're going to essentially write themselves into a corner. And hopefully, they don't. I'm hoping they don't. 
So last night's episode, all I will tell you is there was a major development on last night's episode. Okay. Um, but I, I was, I was start, I was starting to fade a little mm. bit um, with it. I was starting to get. Yeah, so before the last episode, I was watching. I was saying to myself, I'm really not into the show much. Anymore. Yeah. And yeah. Then, and then, and the next one was okay. Right. So I'm one, one episode behind. Okay. Yeah. So th- this very, very well acted though. For people who haven't watched it, it's 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 visually it's it's. It's pretty stunning visually. No question. And uh, the acting's very, very good. Outstanding. Well, it's got a great cast. I mean, you got Anthony Hopkins, you have Jeffrey Wright, you have Tandy Newton. She's excellent. Uh, as is Evan, Evan Rachel Wood, not to be confused with Rachel Lee Cook. Um, yeah. I, I don't know who that is. <laughs> yes, you do. I know. Yes, you do. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm sure you do. Um, yeah, no, Rachel Lee Cook was. Uh, she was in actually. I don't. You, really, what blockbusters has she been in? Yeah, I, I don't actually. I don't that, know. Was she in Magic City? No, she was no. not in that that fine st- stars uh, production. Magic. City. Oh, you know who's in Magic City? Like a, a very a super hot fifty year old Kelly Kelly Lynch. Or however old she probably was. Okay. No, I'd buy it. I'd buy that. No, Rachel Lee Cook, I believe, was in was in one. Or those bad mid '90s teen movies where, hey, we're friends, but oh, we should be together, like one of those movies, mm. or or right. or you no know, shortage of those, or oh wait, you're so ugly and dowdy. Oh wait, we took your hair out of the ponytail and took your glasses off. Now you're really hot. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think very, very, very I think she was a star of one of those movies and was never to be heard from again. But um, and I obviously there's nothing. <laughs> there's, there's, it's like, although I did see. So it's like the Vanessa Bear character on, on the news, where she's like the uh, the rom com girl, right? Yeah. Well, I just was making the joke because they're three. But the, but she has three names oh, because she has three names. Me. I'm saying when I said Evan, Evan Rachel Wood, not to be confused with Rachel Lee Cook, just because of, it's almost it's like we it, jump around here. Yes, it was like it, it, it was like I used to think this all the time too. And then Family Guy actually did a joke about it once about Leslie Ann Down versus Leslie Ann Warren. Mm-hmm. So, yes, somewhat similar. Anyway, we digress. As a matter of fact, it's an excellent uh, time to take a break in the proceedings. We'll be back right after this. back here on a Monday evening edition of Jamal About Sports. We've got our uh, political segment out of the way. We've got our television pop culture segment out of the way now. Well, before we before we move on, there, there, there is something else that needs to be addressed. Okay. Okay, as I'm sitting here uh, holding my iPad, uh-huh. in case we need to look up some, fa- some quick fact and figures, mm-hmm. and I made the mistake of going to my email really quickly. Mm-hmm. Now, you know how when you do an update, it, 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 the worst thing you can do is do one of these required updates that they keep harassing you yes, for. Yes, So Just a few one. months ago, I did one, mm-hmm. stupidly knowing that it's... Well, you it, have to. Yeah, well, I haven't done it with my phone, and my phone, my, I can actually get the information I need on my oh, phone. Okay. But I made the mistake of doing it on my iPad. Uh-huh. And now it's, it's gone and just completely rearranged my yep. emails. The way it renders. So you, can't, you can't, you don't know what's what. It's impossible. <laughs> it is impossible to check your email on your iPad. Let's make everything terrible. It's, it's enraging the, beyond scope. It's the, it's the same on the, the way phone. it groups it. Yeah, uh-huh. it's, uh, that's why I won't update my phone. Uh-huh. The way they group the emails, you can't find anything. It takes it takes accounts away. What are they doing? Yeah, it's 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 great. So so I, and I use my I phone hate for everything work. about. I, I use my phone for work a ton, right? So because I'm and you know and you can't find any emails. I'm, I'm sure. a sales guy. I'm, I'm I'm on you know I'm out of the office half sure. the time. I'm in my car. I'm on the road. I I can't. I mean, so, so, okay, wait, oh, wait, this looks like an email. So this email just came in, but wait, hold on. This email is from, I can't even see what date it's from because it's so renders so small. Oh, this is from Friday, October 21st. Is that, yeah, okay, so that's but wait, cool. this looks like an email that I sent somebody, but wait, I'm just, I thought I was reading an email that just came in. I mean, yeah, that just came in to it's me. It's infuriating. It's awful. Everybody in this company needs to be fired. It's awful. It's awful. It's, it's awful. awful. Yeah. They've done a horrendous job and they will not let it they will not let it rest they they're, they're going to do it their way yeah, they're, they're going to do they're going to organize things their way it's awful 
It, it is Morons. it's so bad. Yeah, I, I, Apple. Absolutely. It's infuriating yeah. beyond imagining. Yeah. Well, and, and, and here's the other thing. By the way, the people for, from a. I'm sure there's a lot of people around the world who really, really, very, very uh, feel very bad for us. Yeah, I mean, you know, listen, <laughs> these that, are some serious problems. Yeah, the, these these about. are not uh, huge issues. I understand, um, but there are issues nonetheless. But uh, well, no, I mean, what's so frustrating about it though is they make you take these upgrades and then they don't explain anything that may have changed. So now I've now there's all I, I well, you know, it's a surprise. I like to delete stuff as much as I can. And but now I keep trying to hit delete. But if it's on a thread, then it says archive messages. I'm like, no, I'm not trying to archive it. I'm getting the delete button. But now I realize there's a way. If you click around enough within the one thing, you can now you can then go in and delete uh, the actual one. Email. It, it's why does it have to be a thing? I know, I know. Everything's a trick. That's what drives me crazy. You have something that works, right? You can had. You, can you please uh, yeah, can no. you continue to work? Yeah, no. no. That's that, between, I mean, between this and planned obsolescence. It, yeah. It's infuriating. No, that's wow. a, that's Apple's calling card, man. Everything's yeah. a little trick that you got to figure out. Yeah, well, and, my my uh, next computer, I'm going back to PC. Yeah. That. Well, um, you know what? I don't blame you. I mean, I, I we've had this discussion before. When I got my first uh, um, MacBook back in 08, I mean, I, the thing was tremendous, especially for what I wanted it to do, which was really for to do podcasts. And I told you there was it had its own podcast. Uh, button you could just act, you know, do record a podcast really easy on GarageBand, download it into the podcast thing, and then just put, pop it out there. It was super easy. Um, and then of course they had to get rid of that. And then then my book, my my my, my MacBook became vintage, man. Right. Um, right. I love that term, vintage. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess apparently the, the latest iPhone they took out the earphone jack because exactly because they want you to use their Bose speakers. They're, they're wireless. They're, they're Bose headphones. Yeah, they're, they're right. wireless ones, right? right. Yeah, so now, yeah, so now it doesn't work with, well, the, they don't, with your existing. Well, game. I mean, listen, this is, this is a big Steve Jobs thing, though. I mean, that that was his thing. He he did not, you know, the customers are too stupid to give a choice to, so he, he insisted on making sure that nobody has a choice. So anyway, um, I don't know if you actually saw the the. I haven't seen the, uh, the one with Michael Fassbender. Um, <laughs> Michael Basefender? Uh-huh, yeah. Yes, Michael Fassbender. Yes, um, who was excellent in um, Inglorious Bastards. But, uh, yes. As well as 12 Years a Slave. Uh, mm. Yeah, I never saw that movie. Couldn't get it done. Um, so it's, it's, it's tough. So, um, college football. Mm-hmm. I, no, I, I only saw the Michigan, uh, most of the Michigan well, games in the game I caught. That's true, and for good reason. My man, A.G., banned the days at the uh, Knitting, Knitting Factory, factory. in, in uh, Billyburg, uh, for those of you who are in the know. <laughs> but uh, actually, Williamsburg, Brooklyn, played uh, Saturday night. Had the opportunity to go check my man out, and uh, as always, excellent work, my friend. Thank you, sir. Very nicely done. Yeah. Uh, Jim Hayden's theme song, Contrarian, I think one of the better songs that you guys uh, (laughs) put out there. Uh, Yeah, big fan. So, yeah, so didn't get to see a lot. Went and saw my man AG play, went and grabbed a little bite to eat afterwards. Um, But uh, I I got out of Williamsburg as fast as possible. Yes, we did get out of Williamsburg uh, and and got back to uh, the the friendly confines of of downtown Brooklyn and and Cobble Hill and Carroll Gardens. did catch the end of, well, I was able to see the end of USC-Washington and also the end of the Michigan. I was kind of flipping game. between both right. of those games, right. but concentrating mostly on the Michigan game. Right. So, um, Washington, um, you know, I, I'd seen them play a little bit in bits and pieces here and there. Hadn't seen them a lot. Um, I, you know, I know they're... I know who, who did they really beat? Nobody. I mean, their best win was Utah at Utah, and Utah is considered—you know—it was ranked 19th. I mean, I don't know—is Utah any good? I mean, I don't know. Like, I just—I honestly don't know. I mean, look—I'm not going to pretend I know a whole lot about the Pac-12. I mean, really, the only team I I ever really watched out of Pac-12 is USC. I mean, it's really the only team I kind of pay attention to. I mean, I know Chris Peterson, the coach of Washington, had all those successful years at Boise State. You consider him a good coach. Um, I saw a thing about the quarterback Browning. Uh, they did a special on him on uh, College Game Day on Saturday. Seems like a really good kid, really easy to root for. But I can't root for Washington because he used to have really good uniforms. And then he went and screwed him up. And then now all of a sudden your colors have been purple and gold forever. But now all of a sudden you're wearing black uniforms, man, because they're yeah, tough and that's cool. So Edgy. Edgy yeah. uniforms. Yeah, and they, and they messed, they messed with, the, with, with the logo. They said the good block 
W on the side in, the, in purple with the outline on the gold helmet, the purple pa- uh, purple jersey, and the gold pants. They had a nice thing going on. You know, listen, I, I I get it. Everybody does that. Well, not everybody, but a lot of schools. You know, my my school, by the way, um, in particular. We well, yeah, we've discussed we've discussed what goes on there. Well, I I I got I I need to talk about them for for just for just a couple of minutes in a second. But in any event, so I was rooting for USC because first of all, I don't know if Washington is any good, but I don't. I just it just didn't feel right to me that they would be ranked fourth. So I wanted them to lose anyway. Yeah. Plus, I kind of like USC. USC took care of them pretty pretty easily. They did. They did. Um, and then the uh, Michigan Iowa game. Nothing better than watching Jim Harbaugh lose. No. So now, did you see? Were you able to get home in time to catch? That well, no, you weren't. But did you see the replay? So Iowa was leading 11-10. Michigan punted. They called roughing the center. On the okay, so they called roughing the center, not the punter, the center on the punt on the long snap, roughing the long snapper on Iowa. Get kept. Yeah, give Michigan fifteen yard penalty. Automatic first down, kept the drive live, led to the field goal, put them up 13-11. Ridiculous call. wasn't like somebody leveraged him, played leapfrog, by the way. We'll get to that in a second after that Denver-New Orleans game. Um, but wasn't like anybody uh, leapfrog. It, it was a weak, weak call, right? I mean, a gift for Michigan, right? So, totally. so, they, so they maintain possession. So they maintain possession, end up kicking a field goal, puts them up. Now, Iowa gets the, the ball back. Oh, no, sorry. Uh, yeah, was it Desmond King? That was a punt return. Um, got face masked, kind of. I mean, look, I, I thought the rule is, you, you, it, it is in the NFL, maybe it's not in college, but if your hand gets anywhere near a guy's helmet now, they call that a face mask and it's 15 yards. Right. Um, but, of course, Harbaugh did his best Phil Jackson in, in digging. You know, did his lobbying? Yeah, well, his... his his he, he, first he, shocked indignation face and then laughing at the idiocy. This is smug laughing at the idiocy face. You know, the many faces of, of Philip Jackson when he was coach of the Bulls. Yeah. Of which we now get to do Phil Jackson face and everything that goes on for the Knicks now. Um, yeah. I, we'll, we'll do another show about the NBA. But, um, I, I mean, just real quickly, if he could please just go away and never to be heard from again, that would be just fine by me. Um, Philip Jackson. He is the absolute worst. Anyway, uh, so, so. And then, and then he'll go back to the Lakers and, uh, and l- let him, let him, let him. I don't care. I don't care. Uh, the only thing I'm hoping that. He's my, been with Thor on our side for 25 years. Exactly. And the only thing I'm hoping <laughs> is that the long, but you know how stubborn and, 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 and pigheaded he is. He will stick this thing out. And I hope it gets worse and worse and worse. So finally, his legacy will be tarnished. And someone will figure out that he was the biggest smoke and mirrors fraud of all time. And, yeah, it's real easy to look and sound like a genius when you always have the best players on your team. And, and you, you coach during an, a, an era in the league where the league catered to your every, every need and whim as a coach. By the way, the, the officials ref uh, your best player and your team in general. So I don't even want to hear it. Um, and so I'm just hoping as the Knicks – Fall further and further into the abyss. That'll help him. We digress. Uh, that that will uh, pull back the curtain, if you will, yes. on the myth that Phil Jackson was some basketball genius. We digress. So anyway, that helps set Iowa up for the game-winning field goal. Uh, walk-on freshman kicker, um, pretty impressive. Um, How about the fact that Iowa threw an interception with about a minute something left? Right, and you thought the game was over, and then I was I was three and out of see. See, and so I was watching that game, right? So my squad, Maryland, right, which first of all has no right being in the Big Ten. Absolutely none. Okay. Seems that way. Zero. Zero. I mean, for basketball, yes, fine. But we were already in the best basketball conference, which is called the ACC. So, it, it, and listen, I never, I, I, I'm, I'm an old school guy. I'm a traditionalist. I admit it when it comes to sports, definitely, right? I hate all the new uniform stuff. I don't like all the jumping around with the teams from one conference to the next. I get it. I understand. Uh, I'm also not naive. I understand this is all a money grab and it's all for conference championships and TV contracts. And I get that. And Maryland's uh, athletic department was in a, a dire straits financially. And moving to the Big Ten was a huge boon for them financially. 
I understand all of that. Um, however, to go into the Big Ten and then go into the division that contains Michigan, Michigan State, and Ohio State. It, it's been ugly. It's ridiculous. We're, we're non-competitive. Okay, we beat Michigan State this year. Michigan State stinks. Big deal. Uh, and, and by the way, that was pulling teeth to get that one, too. Um, so here's Iowa. Now, Iowa's not great, right? But guess what? You know what Iowa is? Iowa on their worst year is going to win seven games, go to a middling bowl game. And on their best year, they're going to win about nine or ten games. And maybe be in a conversation, maybe win their division in the Big Ten. Maybe it make it be like a top ten, top fifteen. Top right, maybe make it the Big Ten championship. But worst case, they're going to win eight or nine games. They're going to go to a decent bowl on New Year's Eve. Or it looks like the Steelers doing it. They, 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 it gets, you know what is it? 17 different per, uh, uniform permutations? Iowa. Somehow they managed to recruit. Oh, no. You got to have cool unis now, man, if you're going to recruit the kids, man. Well, first of all, last time I checked, nobody's dying to go to Iowa. But what? Nobody wants to go to University of Maryland? It's in College Park. It's a beautiful campus. It's 30 minutes from Baltimore and 20 minutes from D.C. But meanwhile, Iowa is a hot spot. That's where the kids want to go. Somehow, uh, Kirk Ferentz manages to get kids to go there. And they don't have 17 different ridiculous uniforms. One, oh, let's wear black one week. Let's wear red one week. Let's wear all white and silver one week. Let's wear yellow one week. Let's wear black and yellow. Let's wear black and red. There's consistency. You'll have that flag everywhere you go. That I don't mind. That I don't mind because it's a state flag, and that's why we have four colors. That's why we're black and yellow and white and red. Okay? Black and, uh, black and yellow is state flower. Black-eyed Susan. Red and white are the state colors. That's the cow coat oh, of arms. Look at you. You're yes. A, you're a yes. well-versed. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Your color guard. That is our Calvert coat of arms. I'm all for that. That's fine. Okay? But here's here, – when you stink out loud the way we do – so we lost 59 nothing to Michigan the week before. Mm-hmm. I know we're not going to beat Michigan. Be competitive. Show up a little bit. You know, hang in there – at least give me a half of somewhat competitive football. Embarrassed. And then last week, 62. Yeah, you, I mean, Rutgers trumped your, your, your outing. But Barely. Not by much. Well, but, but we lost. We, we, we didn't get shut out back-to-back week. But we lost by 59 points back-to-back week. So 59 nothing, 62-3. to three. So that's uh, Ohio State. Complete embarrassment. And the, the, the new fiery head coach, this DJ Durkin, who I never heard of until uh, the – until Maryland hired him. He was the former defensive coordinator for Jim Harbaugh at Michigan. Prior to that, he worked for Urban Meyer at Florida. Um, so a lot of excitement surrounding him. Um, suspended uh, three freshmen who are all big recruits, one of whom is a running back who's probably our best player already right now for, for violation of team rules. Nobody really knows what that is. Um, but here's all you had to know. So it's 14 nothing. Uh, the first-string quarterback who's – Awful. Tough kid, but he's not very good. Gets hurt, and he gets hurt all the time. He's constantly getting knocked out of games. He runs the ball a lot, and he doesn't know how to slide. He won't go out of bounds, and he gets hurt a lot. Okay. He comes out, and he can't throw at all. I mean, he cannot throw at all. He can throw like a 10-yard out. Literally, that's about it. Um, They bring the backup quarterback. He completes a long pass. They get first and goal at three. They try to run it in, get stopped, run it again. So it's fourth down. They're going to go for it at the one-yard line. Right, of course you're going to go for it. Field goal is no good there right. at Ohio State, right? Even though right. it's the first half. So they're going to go for it on fourth and down. They don't have enough guys in the field that's called timeout. Hmm. Nice. That's good. They're on the right formation, right personnel. Come out of the timeout, false start. Oh. And then, and so now, oh, yeah. yeah, uh-huh. And so now that they're, now they're on the five, right, or the five and a half or the six or whatever it is, then he decides to kick the field goal. Because, you know, that, the, the three points then is good. I mean, yeah, you go out of your mind. I mean, what do you do? Really? What are you doing? So anyway, it's interesting to me how Iowa, right? So they beat Michigan. They have a big, big – I mean, Iowa got pasted by Northwestern in Iowa. Iowa lost to North Dakota State in Iowa this year. And I'm not, I'm not trying to criticize Iowa. But what I'm saying is even in a down year for Iowa, they still have the wherewithal because it's a real program because Kirk Ferentz is a real coach who knows what he's doing. Okay, and they have two uniforms. They wear black and gold at home, and they wear white and gold on the road with a black and gold helmet. Done. One helmet. Done. One helmet. Not seven helmets. One. And even in a down year for Iowa, they still muster up and find a way to beat the number three team in the country at their place. That's a real program. Pay attention, Maryland. Because there's no reason why Maryland football can't be Iowa. There's no reason. 
Yeah, we've not, got not, you know, and then he asks us to recruit. So we, we, we're in a we're in an extremely fertile area from from a recruiting standpoint, right? You've got Pennsylvania, you've got Maryland, you've got Virginia, you've got New York, you've got a ton, right? West Virginia, Ohio aren't that far away. There's a lot to recommend. This it's a beautiful campus. It's got great facilities now. You're in the Big Ten, so you're going to be on TV all the damn time. I mean, there's no reason. There's no excuses. I don't want to hear it. So anyway, so that was a big, big, big upset. When the huge upset of the day, though, because the Washington USC was not that big an upset because people don't really know how Washington was. USC since they made the quarterback change has been playing much better. Um, the Clemson picking. Clemson picking. No, I didn't see any of that game. Unfortunately, yeah, it sounds so, like this was a just a tremendous game. So I was watching a bunch of that before I came to watch you play. Uh, to watch you play. Um, and it was just back and forth, back and forth. But what was interesting is uh, at, uh, Pitt's about to tie it at 21-21, or maybe it was 28-28, I forget. The field goal kicker misses the extra point. Now, remember, in college, it's still a really short kick. It's not like the pros where it's 33 yards. So the field goal kicker misses the extra point, so they're down one. Um, Whitworth, of course, the greatest name for a kicker. What? Blew it. Oh, is that the guy for Pitt? Yeah. Oh, B L U I T T. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, so, so the Pat Narduzzi, who uh, former, I believe, defense coordinator, uh, Michigan State under um, uh, uh, what's his name, D'Antonio D'Onofrio. The hell's his name? For who? Michigan State head coach Wasn't Mark D'Antonio. D'Antoni. Mark D'Antonio, mm. not Mike D'Antoni. Right. Mark D'Antonio. Right. Not to be confused with Mike D'Antoni. Yes. Yes. Um, anyway, uh, former defense coordinator for him, puts his arm around the kid. You see the kid's distraught, puts his arm around him, gives him a little kiss on the cheek, says, well, you see the kid starts to laugh, right? Mm-hmm. Turns out to be big. Right. Good foreshadowing. Right. So back and forth, uh, Pitt has a chance to kick a field goal in the first half. Kick gets blocked. Super low. Gets blocked. I think he hit an offensive line in the back of the helmet. It was a terrible kick. It's a long kick. It's like a 48, 49-yard field goal. But whatever. Nothing. It didn't have a chance. So, back and forth they go, apparently, in the second half, because I missed the second half, too. Obviously, I was watching you play. Um, Pitt gets a huge third and one stop, and then a fourth and one stop around midfield. Gets, obviously, enough yards to get in the field goal range. 48-yard kick, and the kid makes it for the, for the win in Clemson. Huge one. I mean, you, got, you, know, you have to think there's no way he's making this kick. Right. I mean, it was just it was really nice to see. The kid, you, could, you had to be happy for that kid. Uh, what that a dude, job being a kicker is, too. Oh, absolutely. Well, you, you know, you're, you're, you can never – you know what? Jim and I have actually been talking about this year about Matt Prater, the Lions kicker. So he's missed some kicks this year. Guess what? He hasn't missed the ones that counted. Jason Hansen made every kick. Oh, would Jason Hansen make kicks – he would be, you know, he'd make a kick oh, every time, except for one accounted. So Matt Prater, you 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 can you can miss kicks, right? Don't just don't miss the real the ones that count. Um, that dude James Connor, number twenty four, Terminator's good. That dude is good. Well, John Connor would be right. Would be the Terminator, right? Yes. And they already had that guy who was the fullback for the, the Jets, Jets. Yeah, yeah, who didn't really have a great career. Um, but uh, yeah, this dude James Connor. You know, had cancer last yeah. year, right? Came back from cancer. He had a monster game. He had almost 200 yards total, two, two, almost 200 total yards, 100 and something rushing. He had a 44 yard touchdown pass uh, reception. Uh, big kid runs hard. It was, it, was, it was a great win. It was a great win. And it was, it was a, how do these guys do this? Like, how do these guys, even, like, a year later, just come back and, like, bigger and stronger than ever? It's, it's, it's incredible. It's, impre- it's impressive. Yeah, it, is. it is impressive. So, I mean, so those games. Uh, we'll see what happens tomorrow. Um, and look, the, the the reality is Michigan State still has a path, right? If they beat Ohio State and they go to the Big Ten championship game, they'll probably win it and they, they'll they'll be in the in the Final Four. Clemson still has a path because they beat Louisville. See, this is what drives me crazy though. They beat Louisville barely, I mean, barely. very lucky to win that. Barely game. beat Louisville. Now look, a guy runs out of bounds. Exactly, gets a first down at the end of the game. Exactly. Now, look, I understand Louisville has not looked great at times. They struggled against Duke. They struggled against UVA, right? I get it. I understand. Um, but, you know, Clemson doesn't have any great non-con uh, win on their belt, do they? 
They've been anybody great at a conference. I don't think you go go to you, you can go to the uh, Google right. later. Sure. That's, that's that's what it's there for. That's right. Um, but if I were doing the rankings, uh, which come out tomorrow, I would obviously have Alabama one, Ohio State two, Louisville three. So, um, all right. Well, that's okay. We can. No, uh, no, 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 no. Now you're telling me you can't access the network. Okay. Can you just work, please? Yeah, no. No, of course not. No? Here we go. I'm going to it. I'm on it. Cosmo's got the caboose. DeSoto's down, but Cosmo's got the caboose. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Oh, this is infuriating. I got it. I'm on it. Clemson schedule. Boom. Here we go. Got it. Got it. Okay, let's see. All right. they, 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 They eked out a win against Auburn, which that looked like a nice win. Auburn just got pasted by LSU the other day, so you know, okay, not not not, not a not not a bad win, right? It's better than beating Troy, who they barely beat, by the they way. They only beat NC State because of that missed field goal. Correct. So they should have lost to NC State. They very easily could have lost to Louisville. Um, they barely beat Florida State. I mean, they were losing that game too. So you know, listen, my point is. I know in college football, everybody looks at head-to-head, and I guess it's the only thing you can do. So because Clemson beat Louisville, then therefore they get to be ranked ahead of Louisville. I, I reject that notion. I think that's stupid. That's like saying to me in the NFL, oh, well, we're, we're you know, listen, um, we lost to the Bears, so the Bears are a better team than the Lions. Exactly. I mean, of course, they were better on that day. And by the way, by, by six points, it wasn't like they blew them out. It was a close game. It was anybody's game. The game was late. Again, the game was close late, well into the fourth quarter. You're going to tell me if Louisville played Clemson again, Louisville couldn't beat Clemson? Of course they could. So that's dumb. Now, I understand that, you know, they don't get to play each other twice in a year or whatever. I understand that. But, I mean, to look at it, to use that as the only uh, criteria is silly to me. So I, I, I don't like that. I personally would just have Louisville, uh, I'd have Louisville third, and then I'd probably put Clemson fourth. And then you could have Michigan fifth and Washington sixth or whatever. And I mean, after that, it's pretty much academic. Exactly. Um, so, anyway, interesting weekend of college football keeps uh, you know keeps the season interesting. And um, as Bomani Jones on ESPN points out, uh, you know, because of course, again, as we you and I have said on many occasions, conventional wisdom. What about ninety percent wrong? And so, of course, all the shows leading up to this week, oh, I don't see any of it. Of course, Francesa uh, announced to Gary Danielson on his show on Friday, oh, I mean, the top four all got it made. I mean, they, it's a cakewalk <laughs> for them now. Cakewalk. Yeah. Boy, is he consistently wrong yeah. about everything. So, and as Bomani Jones pointed out, these are 18, 18 to 22-year-old kids. Somebody's going to lose. Someone's yeah. going to lose at some point. You never know. Because uh, both on both sides. You know, kids get up and play way over their heads, and sometimes kids play down. I mean, you just, you, you never know. So, by the way, a recommendation: if you go on CBS Sports, they have a uh, you know you go to the college football section where they have all the you know pro prospects, yeah, ranking you know one through you know four hundred. Okay, but you can also sort by college. So when you're watching a game, ah. you can uh, you know you, you, I mean it takes a while to scroll to get to the you know to the to the B's, the C's, right? The so you know once you uh, so you now you can see like okay they got this guy, this guy's uh, you know this guy's going to be in the draft class, this guy's projected as a one to a two. This guy's you know two or three it, right. you, you, you know you can see who to who to concentrate who to kind of pay attention to. Gotcha. Interesting. All right, and then finally, for, for the advanced scouts that we are, that's uh, that is correct. We get to the National Football League. Yes, indeed. Yeah, we're riding high today. I we would, are riding high. Yeah, I we we are Enjoying definitely riding high. Three, so however long it lasts. Hey. Let's get to it. We'll get right to it. Best game, not of the day, which it was, and there were some good ones, but the best game of the year, Steelers, Cowboys, a lot of different reasons. Number one, it's a classic matchup, particularly if you are people of our generation. Uh, and right, you came it really to, takes on a, a whole came, different meaning. And you're, you're, you, you, came, you came of age as a football fan in the mid to late 70s, early 80s. Cowboys and the Steelers were the gold standard in both their conferences. They had met in the Super Bowl three times. Three times. Three right. times, and then obviously a fourth in the 90s. No, um, no, no, no. Three, three times total. 
The uh, Steelers won two. The Cowboys won uh, won the third one. Right. I mean, that's the third right. one they, they played, played, they played twice in the seventies and once in the nineties. Right. right. Um, Steelers won those two. Right. I remember. Uh, who was it picking up Tony Dorsett and dropping them on his head? Uh, that, 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 that was actually, I think it was Preston Pearson. Oh, it was, a Pre- that was, right. it was yeah. Preston Pearson, right. Oh, yeah, number 26? Yes. Yes, yes. Jack Lambert picking them up and dumping them on his head. It was either Jack Lambert it was Jack Lambert. Yeah, whatever. Grounds for ejection in today's NFL <laughs> yes, that was, not, wasn't that even, was met with a collective that, shoulder that shrug. That would not stand. No, yeah. it was a shoulder shrug. Oh, okay. It wasn't even a pat. It wasn't a flag. It was nothing. Right. It was a, it was a shoulder totally, shrug. Totally different game. Yes. Uh, but uh, anyway, we digress. So, great game for, for on a bunch of different levels. Number one, the historical component. Number two, again, two teams with, hmm, I don't know, they weren't doing a color rush, man. They weren't doing uh, cool th- – it was black and gold and the silver and blue. Now, I understand sometimes the Steelers wear those dopey bumblebee uniforms. This is the last year they're doing it. Thank and, God. And, and, and I understand sometimes the Cowboys will throw an alternate, an alternate jer- jersey in here or there. But for the most part, you got your Cowboys with your white jersey and your silver pants and your blue, which is a great look. Blue and silver, blue and gray, best colors on the planet. And then you got your Steelers with their black and gold. Classic, great unis. Okay. So you had that. Game was also on grass, mm-hmm. right? And then you also had two and, and all and, and, and you had your, ter- your, your seventy thousand terrible towels. Right, great, great atmosphere. And as we know, Field. You know, their, their fans are probably the, some of the best in the uh, no. in the sporting world. Nobody wants they, to go to Pittsburgh. Play. No, and, and, you know, and, and you know, like a lot of teams can travel well with their. Fans. I was going to say they and, travel. And, 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 no, they travel and at home. Oh no, they don't let anybody in. Yes, right. and they're not selling their tickets. No, it's not like it's, it is. It is religion. Well, I mean, it's it's not quite the the multimedia uh, uh, experience that um, AT and T Park is or wherever the hell it is that your team plays, uh, Jerry World. But uh, yeah, I mean, but you know, because they actually care about football over there in, in Pittsburgh. Yeah, they actually watch the game. Um, but in any event, so great on 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 a, on a bunch of different levels, and then the the, the play, the game itself. Was tremendous. Seven lead changes. Seven lead changes. Three touchdowns in the last what? Two and a half minutes. Yep. Um, one, uh, three touchdowns in the last, last minute fifty-five. There you go. One fifty-five. So, uh, I mean, look, you guys are obviously living a charm life right now. Um, not to imply that your team's not good. It's a good team. Defense, I still think against defense them. is going to going to be an issue. Uh, but great offensive line, obviously. The back, Ezekiel is tremendous. Dak Prescott has obviously played beyond anyone's expectations. Um, you know, when Bryant shows up, obviously that adds a huge dimension to the offense. Witten's always reliable and solid. I know Cole Beasley didn't have much of a game yesterday. Actually had a bad game, had a few drops. Yeah, but, he had two drops. But he's generally a very reliable target, particularly on third down. Um, they blocked yesterday. Man, did they block. Well, and it was interesting, too, because, you know, yeah, they actually did get called for about four or five holding penalties, but it didn't really seem to bother you guys or phase you at all. No. The screen um, pass, I mean, they were backed up. They, yeah. Yeah. Second and eighteen. It was a questionable holding call that made it second and twenty. Questionable. Got a that few was terrible. Got a few. You know, got a, got was about a, five yards back. You mean? Oh, you mean when Zach Martin pancaked a guy and got yeah, called for holding? It's yeah, a terrible it was, call. The refs had a, uh, had a terrible. rough, rough game. And, and again, just just keep them in your pockets, guys. I mean, particularly when you got a game like that with two good teams, just just. Let the players Let decide. the guys play. Let the players decide. But it's a terrible listen, pass interference call. Obviously, to me, the uh, yeah, that was bad too. I, I to to me the big the, the, the big turning points in this game. Were, number one, Tomlin's propensity to go for two and start doing it. First touchdown of the game. I'm sorry, it's idiotic. Yeah, you know, it's I, idiotic. Guess, I guess he's had some success doing it. But I understand uh, but that. Once you don't get it that first time, now you're chasing it the whole game. Which and is also when he didn't get it the second time, now yep. you're really chasing it. Right. Right, cost them, cost them four points. Now, game. now look, you know. To be fair, on the flip side, I understand that you know, as we saw in the Denver New Orleans game, which we'll get to in a few minutes, you know, these thirty-three yard extra points now are not automatic. I get it, but if you can't trust your kicker on the first touchdown of the game, in you know, not in, it's not inclement weather yet, right? The field is fine. There's nothing wrong. It's not windy, right? In normal conditions, normal weather conditions, you can't trust your kicker. To go ahead and make a 33-yard extra point and put your team up 7-0 on 
Um, it seems a little strange. Yeah, he can't be a kicker. Around. Then he can't be a kicker. I'm sorry, he doesn't kick off for them. I, I have another guy that does that. He didn't tr- trust his kicker. I just he just seems. Well, I understand that, but I, I mean, but but again, like you said, that's Matt, a tough place to kick too. It is a tough place to kick. Well, not for Dan Bailey, yeah. um, but that guy's a great kicker. Your kicker is tremendous, and he hit a 53 yard. That's the longest field goal in that stadium. Yeah, no, he, he and, he, and that thing would have been good from 60. Um, but. Uh, I mean, I understand he likes to go for two. And I know it served them well last year. I get it. But again, after you don't get the first time, like you said, now you're left chasing every single time. Had they just kicked the extra point every time? Completely changed. Changes the Totally complaint. Changes the complexion, the outcome of the game. Um, that and then the face mask on Sean Davis was that. I mean, that was a killer. That was an absolute killer. Yeah, game. and that was right after the, that was after they missed a flagrant face mask on Cole Beasley, where rookie turns his helmet around. They okay. missed. They missed one on Cole Beasley. They also missed uh, an obvious one on Brandon Carr against Antonio Brown. Right. When they were, oh, when they were going up for the ball. When they were going up for the ball, right? And then he came down and sort of. He came down and caught it, and he kind of got hurt. And right. Brandon Carr. Yeah, I mean, it was not a well officiated game by uh, for either side. Um, but no, but that play was 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 huge. The Sean Davis face mask on Witten because he, he caught the ball inbounds. He they're gonna have to take, take their last time out. They're gonna have to take their last time out. You weren't in you weren't in field goal range yet. There would have been about twelve seconds left, I think. Fifteen seconds. Fifteen seconds and no timeouts. And Witten wasn't going anywhere. He was already stopped up. There was four Steelers yeah, already on him. That was bad. And it wasn't much of a face mask, but look, that's. But what I didn't they, feel bad being the, no. they missed the, the Cole Beasley. I'm not necessarily saying it's a bad call or anything. It just wasn't much of. Am I saying like it wasn't much? It's almost amazing that they saw it because it was like five Steelers was around the guy. Yeah. It was a huge scrum, right? So and again, Garrett was about to call his last timeout. Well, he had to because he completed a pass in bounds. Yeah. Went, you know, yeah. you were going to have to call a timeout there. So that I mean, that was a huge. Play. And then, you know, it's funny. Um, when they lined up for that, was that a third down run? No, no, second down run to Zeke Elliott to the touchdown. It was first down. It was first down. When I saw Steelers have everybody up in a line like that, I said, you know what? If he hits a crease, he's gone. Yeah. You can just tell. Because one, that, I mean, that, I mean, that they, you oh, know. Tyron Smith like, just panicked the thing. Yeah, he did. Killed. He crushed Shazier. Washed him right down out of the play. Yeah. Um, and your boy Gavin Escobar actually made a nice yeah, block yeah, on that, right, too. Exactly. Um, or as as we I'm like playing because Jeff Swain was uh, was, was injured. Right, Gavin Escobar. Gavin Escobar. Yes, uh, not to be confused with Pablo Escobar, very famous uh, drug dealer. Yes, um, but uh, or infamous, shall I say? Yeah. Um, but yeah, listen, great win for your team. Tough loss for the Steelers. They needed that game way more than you guys needed that game. You know, worst case scenario, you guys could be seven and two. Uh, that would have gotten them to five and four. Uh, although their division is is shaky, so they're they're certainly not out of it. I wouldn't count them out. Um, but just you know what, to, to come out of there with a win in that field, getting in the shootout with Roethlisberger, I know he's compromised, but you know it's not like the Cowboys. No, he played great. Yeah, I mean, he threw four hundred yards and three touchdowns, no interceptions, and of course he did the fake spike play on you guys against uh, which actually wound up helping because he left forty seconds right. left on the clock. That's right. Well, that was the other thing. So you know, By the way, I, that, but, and you know what though, I mean, like some. I mean, I guess you can't really legislate that out, but, you know, so when a guy spikes, you don't know if he's spiking or not, and then you hit the quarterback, you're going to get called for a personal foul. You Um, know what I mean? Yes, it's definitely a gray area. I I, I agree. I mean, but first of all, I'm just surprised that the Lions haven't lost like four times on a fake spike play. Well, and weren't the first ones to do it. I guess the other team that, of course, was the first would be the Jets. The Jets. Of, course. of course, it would be the Jets. It was the first one to do it. The Dan Marino game uh, back in like the early mid-90s, I think, is when that was. Um, but, um, but yeah, I hear what you're saying. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know what they do about it. I just, as, as, as somebody who had no skin in that game, as a matter of fact, I want you guys to win out. So that when we play the second and the last game of the year, it means nothing to you. Because mm. I'm sure we're going to need that game. So as far as I'm concerned, I, I, Cowboys go ahead and win out. I, by all means, please. So that in week 16, you guys are going to put your feet up. and Lions lines will probably match up with the Cowboys pretty well. Yeah, I mean, listen. We'll get to my team in a couple of minutes. Because uh, yesterday actually was a very successful day for them. Uh, even though they had the bye week. Um Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We we, we could beat anyone. We could lose to anyone. That's really how I feel about my team. We could we could beat any team in the league, including New England, and we could lose to any team, including uh, this week's opponent, Jacksonville. So um, you know, I it's still hard I for me to tell. Imagine you're going to lose to Jacksonville. Well, uh, of course you wouldn't imagine that we would, but I mean, again, <laughs> it's the Lions. Forty years. I mean, come on. Right. 
So uh, anyway, just uh, you know, in a season where the the, the product, frankly, has stunk in, 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 in most weeks, it's been really bad. I mean, the officiating has been god awful. Uh, the games, all these national TV games stink. I mean, these Thursday night games are hard. Well, they're an abomination. First of all, I mean, I mean look, it, the, the idea that these guys have to turn around in a short week this early in the year. It used to only be second half of the year, and that even only that was not even. Well, they stress, they're, they're stressing player safety, man. Yeah, I mean, it's and you could just tell the qual- first of all, part of it also though is they pick terror. I mean, what the hell is Jacksonville doing on national TV oh, anyway? And what is Cleveland doing on national television? Brutal. And my team, and listen, you know, I don't like my Baltimore, team. Baltimore, Cleveland. I don't like my team being on national TV, right? But why wouldn't the Lions be? We have Matt, Matt Stafford is a star in this league. The hell does Cleveland have anybody wants to watch? Sure. Or yeah. Jacksonville, for that matter. I mean, I understand Blake Bortles had kind of a nice year statistically last year. Allen Robinson's a pretty good receiver. Uh, Alan Hearns, whatever they get a couple players here yeah, or there. You know, you're, you're whatever. Down by twenty in the second half. Well, first of all, you can throw you some, some pick up your, your you know all your gar- garbage yardage. Listen, much like uh, Trump's hate and and racist speech should have been a disqualifier for most people. Jacksonville uniforms on there <laughs> that alone is a disqualifier. It should never be allowed on national TV. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what that's supposed to be. Yeah, that those old mustard numbers yeah, they had yeah, working, those were nice. But so part of it has been. The teams that have played on these Thursday night games are awful because they're trying to do these interdivisional matchups. But, you know, a lot of these teams are – there's a lot of bad teams in the league this year. But also, you can tell the quality of plays is going to slip because these guys have a short week to turn around on. It's, it's It makes no sense. It's really you – know, the, only, the only thing you can take out of these games, if you're a draft nerd, you want to see, like, a lot of these players, like, right, do I, do I scout these guys properly? Sure. Yeah, that's about what you can. That's about it. That's about it. I mean, really. I mean, some of these games, or if you're in a suicide pool or if you're in fantasy. I mean, that's it. It's your only reason to watch, which, by the way, the league is well aware of. They know that people do all of those things. So, um, But anyway, so in a season where the, uh, the product has been uh, less than uh, appealing at times, that was just a phenomenal game and just a lot of fun to watch. Second, as, as was the, the Seahawks-Patriots game. Seahawks-Patriots game was really good. Um, you know, that last play of the game where Gronkowski good no, good no call great no call and if anything it was an offensive pass right. interference I mean he threw just shoved him. just right. shoved him. which he does all the time and <laughs> he gets away with it exactly no well I mean it, it, that's, it, that's, it's just savvy when he does it it's savvy uh, by the way Cam Chancellor that dude is so good yes he is yeah tackle yes, he, he made on on, uh, on, 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 on uh, Garrett uh, Brown right I mean that, 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 that dude yeah. that, I mean that's he made so that sick play on Calvin Johnson last year right before he in the I mean that the dude is just he made he just play he's play so big good. spots. He's so good. Yeah. And then finally, did you see the New Orleans Denver play? Yes. That was insane. So, Justin Simmons, another guy that we scouted. Yeah, we were both big fans of. Um safety from BC, rookie, big long, tall, lanky guy. Helped him yesterday. So I'll just set it up for people who maybe not have seen it or didn't see it and not I don't know what we're talking about. New Orleans, Denver. Uh Denver is up twenty three seventeen. New Orleans has the ball, minute and fifteen seconds left. Drew Brees Threads a pass between to Brandon Cooks between three guys in the end zone for what is going to tie the game and then probably put them up. Now, to be fair, Denver still would have got the ball back with a minute and 15 seconds left. The game was not over Correct. there, even if they convert the extra point. But on the extra point, Justin Simmons, rookie safety out of Boston College, about six six foot four, six foot five, six three, big tall, yeah, big tall, lanky kid, long arms. Does the Camp Chancellor? Does the Bobby Wagner? Jumps over the center, blocks the extra point. Gets recovered by dude on Denver. Tight ropes the sideline. Kind of looks like he steps out of bounds twice. I guess they didn't have enough. So it shows how it looked like he stepped out. They, but on the field, they let they let the play go, which they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Except, of course, know, my, except, of course, it's my team. It's my team. They blow the play dead. But they do. They, blow, they, they let the play go like they're supposed to. Ruling on the field is a touchdown because every scoring play is automatically reviewed. They look at it. Dude has white cleats. Up against the white sideline, still looked to me like he stepped out, um, and I kind of want New Orleans to lose because you know they're a potential uh, uh, wild card. Right. Uh, yeah, we'll just you, you know any NFC team, conference. just have them yeah. all lose, just have them lose. I you know the same. You want to take any chance? Now we play them late in the year. Let them let them be uh, distraught and down and out by the time we play them and not playing for anything. You know, I whatever. So um, anyway, uh, 
so Denver goes on to win 25-23. Because remember, because remember, you know, right now you're returning now for a two-point conversion. And they're, getting, they're getting the ball back. Correct. Right. And right, exactly. And return it for a two-point conversion, and they get the ball back because New Orleans had scored. So game set match. I watched a, a, a fair amount of that game. Uh, Denver did not look. Their offense looked actually. I mean, the Saints' defense looked looked stout, which is saying a lot since they've yeah. pretty much been giving up tons of points. Um, oh, by the way, just in the Cowboys game, yeah, similar situation where Brandon Carr picked one off in the back of the end zone. If he had, if he had any speed at all, he could have taken that. that to the house. I saw that. Yeah, on the two point conversion. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right, I got to, yep. you know, got about to yep. thirty. No, I saw that. I know, I know. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, look, great day for the Lions because uh, now they all teams in the division lost. They reside in first place. De- uh, Green Bay got pasted by Tennessee. Minnesota. By the way, now that loss at home to Tennessee is not. I mean, listen, you never want to lose at home to anybody, but uh, you know, Tennessee's not a terrible team. No, no, they're playing better and better. I mean, they're five and five, and four and two in the last six. Um, it's out of the given side of the conference. Mariota's playing well. Uh, DeMarco, DeMarco Murray. DeMarco Murray is running well. They've got two really good tackles in Taylor Lewan and Jack Conklin. Um, on the offensive line, they got some Brian Arakpo's having a very nice season for them. Coming off the edge, like Jarrell Casey's a very good defensive tackle that nobody talks about. Um, not a bad team. And, um, and Minnesota lost to the Redskins, which is great. So now the Lions. Your boy Sam Bradford continues to impress. Well, you know his numbers are terrible. His numbers, they're all short passes. I mean, everything's a short pass. I mean, look. To be fair, I mean, you know, I'm not a Sam Bradford guy. I mean, they're now down to line is just well decimated. They have no running game. They 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 were down to Jake Long at left tackle because their starting left tackle uh, Matt Khalil was hurt, Um, and Jake Long hasn't been good for five years anyway. He blew out his Achilles in that game yesterday late. Now he's gone for the year. They're starting right tackle. Andre Smith, he got hurt. Now they're putting T.J. Clemmings in there. Has really struggled. Right. The kid they drafted from Pitt last year. Yeah. He was, he was supposed to be a first-rounder. Remember, he like right. dropped in the fourth round. Right. Um, and, uh, well, I remember watching that, that guy in all the senior bowl drills and watching him basically get run over and every play and going, wait, why does anybody think this guy's any good? Right. Um, you know, I know that he's big and tall and he's got supposedly great feet. He's a great athlete. But, um, yeah. So, yeah, listen, Lions, it's all right there in front of them. I mean, they're in the driver's seat right now. Uh, three division games left. They're all at home. Uh, Jacksonville at home coming up this week. Uh, tough road games at New Orleans, at Dallas, at the Giants. Uh, but you know what? You win the division games, 9-7 and seven might get it done. So, we it's shall see. looking more and more like that. It could. It very well could. Um all right, my friend. All right, we covered a lot of ground here. We covered a lot of ground. That indeed is a wrap. We are on a new site called buzzsprout.com. So look for it. Uh, I will be sending links out to people. Uh, and buzzsprout.com is the new Jamal About Sports new podcast. Home, it's, a, it's a new destination for Jamal About Sports. And with that... Enjoy the rest of the sports for this week. We'll be back next week. Until then, peace out.